Welcome into Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are here to break down the best picks for Monday night football between the Cowboys and the Chargers and talk about the apocalypse, which happened in the NFL yesterday. And you can't teach that. Bada boom. Man, the people in the room, welcome in to the greatest podcast, Ride the Line Grant. Welcome in to Ride the Line, everybody, and welcome out of the craziest weekend in the NFL so far this season. I think we can officially say that. Let I mean, Tanner, let's let's look at some of these games, right? So we've got Baltimore and Tennessee. That's in London. Betting overseas games is always an interesting game in and of, in and of itself. Uh, Justin Fields gets injured in the Chicago game. Uh, Seahawks, Bengals. The Seahawks gets stuffed uh, in the red zone, turnover on downs twice, and Geno Smosen throws an interception in the red zone. They probably should have won that game. They definitely should have won that game. Uh, the Browns beat the 49ers. The 49ers have the last second field goal. Um, what else? Oh, the Patriots should have covered the three-point line, but Mac Jones takes a safety. They lose by four. Jalen Hurts throws the interception. The Eagles, as touchdown favorites, lose outright to the Jets. Uh, what the, the Giants and the Bills game? Like, there's no way the Giants still lose that game. It was total carnage on the sports books this weekend. I saw reports from all the major sports books that this was far and away the best weekend for the house. You know what's funny though, and I'll say this: like, I, I'm not one that thinks like the NFL is rigged, but there are people out there that think the NFL is rigged. But everyone who thinks the NFL is rigged, like everyone going through last night, had like three leg parlays with the freaking Niners, the the Eagles, Eagles. and the um. And whatever the last night, even though they came through um, the bills like that's who I saw people like people saying it was rigged. They had heavy money line parlay, heavy favorite money line parlays. But at the end of the day, anyone can win. Anyone can lose in the NFL. Now, you can go back to last night and be like, oh, it was rigged with the call with the Giants. These calls are tough to make. They're bang, bang plays in like critical situations. It's human error. Yeah, that's the thing about that last play. I, you hear it in all sorts of sports. The refs swallow their whistles at the end of games. And if you're the Giants, I, first of all, I hate the play call. I understand that it's it's essentially a zero blitz coming out of the Bills, and you don't necessarily want to run right into it because you're down your off or you're down your left tackle. Saquon's coming back from an injury. Tyrod Taylor isn't as big and physical as Daniel Jones. Okay, I understand that, but that is at the very best, a 50-50 sort of ball. And it's with Darren Waller, who, while he's been really good in years past, hasn't done anything with the Giants in the, in, ever since he showed up there. And then, you know, to your point, we just saw there was a holding on the last play. It's the last play of the game. You know the Bills are going to be playing physical. I, I just didn't like the play call. But you got to anticipate the refs not throwing the penalty there because they, they just don't do it very often at the end of games. I don't think you can run it up the middle of Saquon, though. I don't think you have the offense. Like, the way they loaded the box up, I think you had to run, like, toss or something with him. I mean, I I, I know it's boring, and I, I, you know, I understand totally that you don't want to run into the teeth of that. The quarterback sneak works, like, nine yeah. out of ten times. Mm-hmm. The quarterback sneak is the most reliable one-yard play. Have you seen the clip of Jason and Travis Kelsey talking about it, where Jason Kelsey is just furious that teams don't run it more often? It is the most basic, boring play in the playbook but it's there for a reason. Quarterback sneak works a majority of the time. I don't I don't know why you don't go to that. And with a running quarterback, too. Yeah, the yeah guy. And, and Tyrod, you know, I, I saw people saying Tyrod deserves to be the starter in New York. Like, guys, look, I went to Virginia Tech. Tyrod Taylor's a legend down there. He does not like, – he wasn't that great. I, he wasn't terrible. Daniel, he's probably better than Daniel Jones has been this season. 
But Tyrod Taylor did not play a, a great game by any stretch of the imagination. Now you're counting on him to make that throw at the end of the game. I just I didn't like it. He played better than Daniel Jones has played this year, but I'm not saying he's better than Daniel Jones. He, he, the one mistake that he made, he did check out of uh, pass play before the half. Yeah, so I saw a lot of debate online about that. People were saying, this is clearly Brian Dable's fault. He's lost control of the team. And other people are saying, this is clearly Tyrod's fault. This is what happens so you don't have a starting quarterback in there. It would, look, I'm all for bashing on the Giants. Going into this year, I said the Giants are not going to be good. Last year when they won nine games or ten games, whatever it was, I said the Giants are not a good football team. Everybody was criticizing me, whatever. I feel like I've been vindicated in that. But I'll stick up for Brian Dable and saying that his situational awareness has been really good since he showed up in New York. I would be shocked if they didn't call a pass play and Dable either mentioned it or just assumed it was implied. Do not check into a run here. I'm guessing Tyrod, you know, like you said, checked into a run. It was supposed to be a pass. And then, you know, time expires. They ultimately don't end up scoring. But I can, I do not think Dable dialed up a run and then said, you know, we're going to hustle back to the line and spike. It. No, no chance. Not, not based off reaction. I mean, every play in the NFL has like two, two plays attached to it. Right. So it's like, depending on what the defense gives you, that look, I guess was a run play, but you can't do it. Now, with that being said, they probably should have put him in shotgun and threw the ball three times and made it clear that you can't run the ball here. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting game, but the NFL knew that the bills needed to win that one because three heavy favorites going down in one day would not have happened, uh, or was not, would not have been good for, I mean, it would have been good for bookmakers, but, um, it would not have been good night for people seeing three heavy favorites go down. Can we agree that the bills are the worst, really good team in sports? They're not good. Josh Allen's not good. The, the defense isn't good. They, 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 everyone thinks the bills are good. Like nobody's really that good good this year i will say this miami they have a great offense they're their not defense a good defense. Is horrible their defense is horrendous like the bryce bills, young looked in the pan they're down 14 nothing in the first quarter the panthers yeah it can't happen the bills are not a good football team um you know the chiefs are chiefs are a quality team but they're not as good as they've been in years past it's just patrick mahomes i think um who else Bengals aren't good in the afc no Bengals should not have won that game i want to make that very clear if you watch that game the Bengals should not have won um, let me just go 49ers through. 49ers are very good. 49ers, 49ers are very good. The they had a rough day. Chiefs are okay. Eagles, Jalen Hurts throws freaking more picks than Dak Prescott. And he's, it wasn't just He's yesterday. only, uh, I think it's Jimmy G leads the league with eight. Jalen Hurts has seven. Jalen Hurts, outs- he he has not been good. Even with, like, you can take the pick game away yesterday. He has not been good this season. Bills suck. Um, Dolphins, defense is horrendous. Cowboys are fake. Lions, okay, you beat the Buccaneers yesterday. Big deal. Ravens, not good. Chargers, not good. Jaguars, not good. Browns, not good. Bengals, not good. They're like every who is good. Like the only dominant team there is the 49ers. All right. Uh on the spot power rankings. I'll go for I'll go first. I'm gonna put the 49ers at number one. Yeah. Chiefs at number two. And I'm saying this in terms of the best teams, not like like I'm not just gonna give read the record to you. Like the teams I actually think are the best. I'll go 49ers number one, Chiefs number two. Uh, I, I think you have to put Eagles number three, but their offense has, has fallen off a cliff. And who's number four? Dolphins like, I, I, because, I, they the, because they can score. Just because they can score. Who? Dolphins because they can score. Yeah, I think you can go Dolphins or Ravens, but like it's a very clear drop-off. There's no, there's no great teams in there. No, I think the Ravens are really bad. 
I don't think they. I like. The, I think the Ravens are fine because they they're going to win in ways that aren't flashy. Like they have a sort of style that they stick to. You know, they run the ball, they don't score a ton of points. They kind of count on Lamar to bail them out, even though they know he's going to throw some interceptions here and there. But that defense, the defense is legit, and I think that can bail them out. Nah, I mean they're just not good though. Like the whole the whole team is not good. The, the, it's not a Super Bowl caliber team. It might be this year. You never know with how bad the league is. But the the, the NFL product this season is not good. The college product's better than the NFL product this year because everyone's like nobody's good in college either. So, but it's more competitive. Yeah, and I mean, did you see one of my favorite moments from college this weekend was the was it per, oh gosh was it Purdue. Who the kicker missed the forty yarder and or the the thirty nine yarder and someone in the student section had made a forty yarder like a halftime contest. I don't know. I didn't see that. I just watched Caleb Williams play the worst game of his life. I don't want Caleb Williams on my team anymore after watching that. Why? Just three picks coming to the sidelines, fighting with Lincoln Riley, fighting with his teammates. Everyone's arguing. Like just not. Uh, give me Sam Hartman. He had Sam one Hartman. bad game. He had one bad game. Had a bad game when when you played a legit team. It's kind of like you throw like like look at Dak. Dak's been relatively good this year. He has the bad game under the bright lights. I hate this comparison. No, it's um, it's no, it's true. You have a bad game when when it counts the most, and then you're fight like it's how you handle on the sidelines too. You're arguing with your coach. You're arguing with your teammates. I don't want him. No, I want Caleb him. Williams first big game. He led like a 21 point comeback in the fourth quarter when he was at Oklahoma against Texas. He was terrible. Terrible. He was terrible. Him. Yes. He had one bad game. He's the he's the best quarterback prospect in, in this draft in my mind. Oh, yeah, he is. I'll take Sam Hartman. I'll take Sam Hartman. All right. I hope you enjoy losing more games with Sam Hartman. I'll I'll take Sam Hartman. I'll I'll take Sam Hartman. Not even Drake May. Where's Sam Hartman's coming from? Sam Hartman's good. I I would take Sam Hartman over Drake May. I think Sam Hartman will be the second second pick under Caleb. uh, That's the first I've heard that. I'm going to have to be monitoring that. Let me see. QB prospects. And then we'll get into the picks. If If it's not Drake May number two, I'll be shocked. Caleb Williams. Sam. Oh, Caleb Williams. J.J. McCarthy. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Sam. I would take Jaden Daniels, honestly. I like Jaden Daniels. The one I'm looking at. Drake May in tier. I don't see Drake May in tier, tier one. What site are you on? I'm on Pro Football Network. No, you're. They have Drake May number two. You're looking in the wrong spot. I was on. I was just on the Athletic. It had Williams, McCarthy, which Ewers. Oh wait, yeah, Drake May's two there. Bo Nix. I'll not take Bo Nix. I will take. Bo Nix. I'll take any of those guys, honestly, over Mac Jones. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac Jones slander continues. All I'll right, look, that. that's enough about the weekend. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. That's what the people came here for. As we love to say, the people don't want the picks. The people need the picks. We got a pretty interesting game on Monday Night Football here. The Dallas Cowboys going on the road to face the L.A. Chargers. Chargers, um, they are coming off of a bye. Am I correct in yeah. saying that? Coming off a of bye. Coming off a of bye. Cowboys coming off of a monstrous 42 to 10 loss to the 49ers, but they are back on the West coast out here. Um, I can start us off here. It's a two point line. Uh, it's actually been bet down to about a point and a half in favor of the Cowboys in certain spots. I'm going to take the Cowboys on the money line here. You know, I don't think there's any point in laying the points for that extra bit of value. Um, just because it, it's it's not possible they win and don't cover. So I'll take the Cowboys money line. I think this is a bounce back spot for them. Now, I've all week I've been saying that the Cowboys are very much like the Bills. 
and that they're they're great until they get punched in the mouth and then all of a sudden they suck or that you count on them to, and they disappoint you. The Bills should have lost yesterday, so maybe that's not a good omen for what's to come from the Cowboys. But I think this is a spot where they bounce back. The Chargers have a lot of talent, but they continue the same way that like a guy like Mike Vrabel does more with less with the Titans. The Chargers do less with more. They have a very talented roster, but they don't win big games. Justin Herbert has no career-defining win in his four years in the league, in my opinion. Brandon Staley's on his way out the door. I think this is a spot where the Cowboys bounce back. The Cowboys have to win this game. Like, have to. There's no option. You can't lose this football game after you got embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers. And then Micah Parsons coming out on his podcast saying that we talked about this last week. He's like, hey, they don't want to see us in the playoffs. Beat you by 40 points, 30 points. They, like, you need to you need to have a great showing on defense. You have a great showing on offense. I do think the Cowboys are the better team overall in the spot, no matter what the motivation behind them is. One fear, Chargers coming off the bye week. I don't know if that helps Brandon Staley that much. He's not that good of a coach. Um, it might need, make it worse. He might overthink it. So yeah, it might make it worse, honestly. <laughs> Probably change the whole game plan up after you know one week to the next. But I, I think the I think the Cowboys is the move here. I would be very, very surprised if the Chargers win this game. Yeah, and it, it is only a two-point line. I do expect it to be close, but you know, as bad as the Cowboys have been in certain close games, Mike McCarthy's not the most trustworthy guy. The Chargers, they're worse. They, they, all they do is lose close games. That's their MO. If I'm looking at player props too, because I feel like player props could be the way to go in this matchup. Look, I know the total is set at 50, which is one of the highest. I think it's the second highest of the week. I'm not going to be betting the over just because prime time, you know, we know the long history of unders and it is a strong line, but I do think we're going to get a lot of raw numbers. So quarterback overs, like one of my favorite player props is Dak Prescott out to throw over 255 and a half. It was the last time I checked. I saw it 257 on certain sports books. Do your line shopping, obviously. But I think this is a game where the Cowboys are able to throw the ball a lot. The Chargers given up nearly 300 passing yards per game. That is by far the most in the NFL. Uh, Dak has reportedly been talking to C.D. Lamb about how they can sort of fix their relationship because he hasn't scored yet this season. I would be looking at Lamb as a touchdown scorer as well, but the over on his receiving yards I like as well. Uh, bottom line, I just think this is a game where we get numbers, whether it goes over or under. I like Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns here. I think they're going to have to score to keep up with the Cowboys. And also when you look at the Dallas secondary right now, not having Trayvon Diggs in there really does hurt them. Um, Justin Herbert's gone over this total two times in four games, but there should be a good amount of opportunities tonight. Dallas has been decent on defense all season, right? But the one game that they were tested in against Brock Purdy and the 49ers, they actually dropped the ball. And if you look at their opponents before that, nobody threw the ball like the Niners. Nobody had the weapons that the Niners did, right? Chargers have some weapons. They have a good quarterback. They can throw it all the field. So I'm going to take the over on one half passing touchdowns for Herbert. If you like the over on that, then I think you'll also like this. This is another pick that I do like. Um, Keenan Allen, I think, is in for a big day. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to manifest itself in a touchdown or the over on his receiving line, which is in the mid-70s. But you look at what he's done. Uh, he only caught 32, ball, 32 yards last week, but he did score a touchdown in that game. So, obviously, he's still you know, a central component in the offense. He had a week against the Vikings where he had 20 targets in a single game. Mike Williams is out. Keenan Allen's gotten 44 targets this season, excluding Mike Williams since he's not going to play. Next close is Joshua Palmer with 21. So I think that, you know, even with Austin Eckler back there, I think you're going to see a lot of the offense funneled through Keenan Allen. Yeah, his total 85 and a half now, Grant. Oh, wow. It's been, it was in the 70s last I saw. So it's been way up there. Six and a half receptions, 85 and a half yards. 
85 and a half might be a little steep for me, but I'm I'm guessing you can get that touchdown about plus 140, plus 150, somewhere in there. And I think that would be a pretty good value for it. And I just want to say FanDuel, or maybe maybe every book, I don't even know. FanDuel has, I want to see what DraftKings has this listed at. Tony Pollard listed as an anytime touchdown score for Oh, minus, yeah, we got to talk about this. Minus 185. The man has not scored in four games. He has not scored a touchdown in four games, and you're listing him at minus 185. I, DraftKings is always better with touchdown odds. So let me see. Tony Pollard, minus 160. So a little better there. That's but, still ridiculous, though. We were talking about this in pre-production. Even as recently as, as last season, I don't remember the odds being like that. I You know who I blame? I blame Christian McCaffrey. Christian yeah. McCaffrey is like minus 230 to score touchdowns now every week. That it, I swear it would never go beyond. But when Derrick Henry was running in such touchdowns every game, he was still like minus 140, minus 150. I don't know where this wave of the changed touchdown score odds has come from, but no way in hell does Tony Pollard deserve that. To your point, to, like you said, he hasn't scored in four weeks. Why is he nearly one to two odds? If McCaffrey is minus 220 and he scored in 15 straight games now, I think, 15 or 16, right? Yep. If he's minus 220, a guy that hasn't scored in four games should be like minus 110. Uh, yeah, at best. at best. How is he minus 180? He hasn't scored in a month. No, and then well, at least Eckler. Eckler is minus 185 on DraftKings. He's minus 220 on FanDuel. So I, I don't even... Which is also ridiculous. Yeah, it's all ridiculous. All these, all these touchdown lines are ridiculous. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. Honestly, honestly, I've been getting into a little bit of first touchdown betting, and I'll put like small like quarter units, half units, and I'll just pick some some large plus money people. And uh, you know, not expecting to week win every week, but I feel like if you take a few bets, then it can be profitable in the long term. Jake Ferguson plus thirteen hundred first bet or first touchdown tonight. That's a long shot. Josh Palmer plus fifteen hundred. Like those are the guys that you want to. Yes, even like a Dallas defense, like sprinkle a little bit, like just just something like that. I feel like that could be that's a more fun way than betting a minus two twenty for any time touchdown. Even in parlays, they're not fun. Like I would much rather take a heavy team favorite in a parlay at minus one eighty five. Oh, for sure. Tour. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that does it, Tanner. That's, that's Monday Night it. Football preview. That's Monday Night Football. Go Cowboys. If the Cowboys lose, they're dead to me too, like Caleb Williams. You, I, how We got to make a list of Tanner's dead to me people. There's don't, players, there's teams, there's coaches. If you're going to lose, fine, but don't get embarrassed. Like, don't <laughs> don't be the team that gets embarrassed, okay? Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying they were embarrassed, but I'm thinking of teams that you're not completely mad at. Uh, how do you feel about the Buccaneers and the Lions game? The Buccaneers are a good NFC South team. They're not a good NFC team. They have a chance to win the NFC South. They have no chance to win the NFC. Like, what do you what do you what do you expect? Lions are Lions are a top team in the NFC, but the Buccaneers are still in first place in the NFC South right now. You know, honestly, rethinking our power rankings thing, I think let me let me let me let me let me set this up by saying I think the Cowboys and the Eagles have more room to improve too. But right now, I don't think the Lions are in a different tier than those guys. Why did I not say – I said the Lions weren't good. Lions are an okay team. Lions are – no. I'll, I will give them that. They're a more complete team, but they really haven't been tested yet. No, they haven't, and that's what I worry about them. They've been – I said coming into the year, one of the reasons I wasn't so high on them is I wasn't sure about their experience, and you know they've been still better than I thought. 
But like that Seahawks game, they had a big fourth quarter lead. They blow it at home. That's a sign of immaturity. And then since then, they've gone Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Buccaneers. Those are not tough games. You've got the Ravens next week. That's going to be actually probably one of the best games of the week. I was looking at the odds. Um, but then the rest of the season, like the, your, your toughest game in the rest of the year is the Chargers and the Cowboys. Like, I, matter of fact, listen to this schedule. So the Lions, they go Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Bucks. Ravens, Raiders, Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. That's one of the easiest schedules that I've ever seen. They're not going to face real adversity until they get in the playoffs. No, that's why I can't say they're a good team because they haven't played anybody. Like the Niners, Niners have beaten the Cowboys by a lot. Like the Eagles, the Eagles are the Eagles. They have a great run defense. If Jalen Hurts just didn't turn the ball over, they'd be much better. Um, so we'll see what happens. We got to see another week and see how it develops, but the Cowboys lose tonight. They're, they're going to drop in the NFC standings a lot and the Super Bowl numbers. The commies commies coming for that spot, Tater. No, (laughs) (laughs) but commies will be good in, in the coming season. They're not there yet. You know, if the commies are going to be good, I feel like it's going to be a front office thing with Dan Snyder gone, Josh Harris coming in there. That's I think the, the source of the, the beacon of hope for commanders fans. Yeah, it's going to take a while, though. They're not there yet. Anyways, that was Ride the Line, Grace podcast in sports betting entertainment. We will see you on Wednesday to talk about Thursday night football. Ride the Line, signing out. Keep riding.